blue tits nesting. It's coming up on Easter when we celebrate fertility, abundance and the emergence of new life. Insects, fish and birds have been busily producing eggs, which we celebrate now with chocolate replicas. But real birds, rather than bunnies, produce real eggs. Strong, fragile and expertly engineered. Plenty of birds don't bother building nests for their eggs. Instead, they excavate burrows, like kingfishers, or lay their eggs in a shallow scrape on the ground, like lapwings. But most of the songbirds here are nest builders, choosing the safety and comfort of a woven home in which to mind their eggs and feed their chicks. Every different species has its own special way of building a nest. One of the most abundant of nesting birds here is the blue tit, and right now, probably more than two million of these stunning little songbirds are nesting in Ireland this spring. For eons, blue tits were woodland birds, building their nests each spring in the little hollows of big old trees, where hazel, holly, ash and oak are bursting into leaf, soft-bodied caterpillars abound. But now that tree cavities are not such a regular thing, Blue tits have made themselves content instead to make their nests in the cavities of walls, like the nook beneath my windowsill. Blue tits have also successfully adapted to nest in the safety of a well-designed nest box, as long as the dimensions are just right for their particular needs. The entrance hole has to be just big enough for a well-tucked-up little blue tit to flit in, wings all folded neat, though not large enough for a predator to enter. Once a suitable cavity is decided upon, the female gets to work. She takes stems of dried up grass to weave a shapely cup, perfectly sized for her brood. Once the structural support is in place, she upholsters her creation with soft cushiony moss and weaves in a good helping of found fibers too. Animal hair or wool will do just fine. And while she is still building the nest, the female often begins laying eggs amid the mess. Three or four days in, and several thousand trips to and fro, she has a sturdy rounded nest with enough padding to be proud of. She will decorate it in a way that only blue tits do, with a garland of small white feathers round the rim. When she and her eggs are ready for their incubation, she plucks a few feathers from her chest revealing a brood patch where her body heat emanates directly to warm the eggs. Snuggling up for a week or two, the male stays near as an eager onlooker. All of this is tuned in time to the emergence of tender leaves of oak and ash and hazel when butterflies and moths are laying their own little eggs. In a few weeks' time, baby blue tits will hatch out just when the caterpillars are nearing the peak of their abundance in a perfect synchronicity that is typical of the natural world. Baby blue tits are born to coincide with the first flush of caterpillars. If the brood is left too late, or if the trees sprout their leaves too early, trouble lies ahead. Trees are clever too. As their new leaves settle into their surrounds and caterpillars abound, trees can send each other signals and make compounds to repel their leaves from being eaten by too many caterpillars. So oak trees, for example, produce tannin in their leaves, which caterpillars can't eat too much of. When baby blue tits are nourished in turn on caterpillars that have eaten too much tannin, 
they struggle to digest them, as too much tannin is not good for anyone. Timing is everything. So next time you watch a blue tit in the garden, admiring, perhaps, its crown of cobalt blue, its designer delicate black eye strap, or its soft sulfur yellow body. Admire, too, the achievements of these dainty little kin, building their own perfect nests while tending eggs and foraging for all their own food. It's a long way from chocolate eggs that these little beings were reared.